What do you do, baby? What's up, man? Good to have you on, bro. Yeah, it's good to be back. It's been a while. Yeah. I'm uh, really excited about this one. We got a lot to talk about. Yeah. Um, so let's start where we should, you know, the NBA Finals. The Raptors pulled it off. We didn't look like idiots. Yeah. Um. So there was a lot that went down. It took a lot to do it. Um, Absolutely. I mean, the clay injury is huge. Yeah, that was unfortunate. Um, really wish he didn't get hurt. He was having a great game. Yeah. Uh, 30, 30 points in the third quarter. Um, yeah, really unfortunate. I hope he'll be all right. Yeah. I, I, I'm pretty sure if, if he played the entire game, they're pushing that to seven, but they're still losing in seven. Um, the Warriors are just so broken down by the time they got to the finals. And you could tell this point has been reiterated so many times that this is the toll of making five straight finals and playing all those extra games. And it just, you know, it all piled up. And when, when you pay top heavy, you don't have much of a bench. I mean, this is what happens. But you got three titles out of it, right? Three titles total. Yeah. So do you think it was a mistake for them to sign Boogie? Mm, no, because it was mid-level exception. Yeah, right? he he was a super cheap contract, but they could have signed somebody else for depth, you know. Yeah, they could have signed someone else, but getting Boogie on a mid-level exception, I think you have to do that no matter what. Um, even though he was, oh god, awful at times on the floor. Yeah, I was uh, a liability. A of, yeah, on on both ends at, at sometimes. Um. But yeah, I had a lot of Warriors fans, like my friends who are Warriors fans from the Bay and everything. They're just saying stuff like "Boogie just makes me sick out there. <laughs> I can't watch this guy play anymore." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, imagine if they sound like Brook Lopez or something instead of Boogie. Yeah, I mean, he would have spaced the floor better. They, you know, the Warriors have the best shooters in probably NBA history, but they don't have a lot of them. They don't have a lot of good shooters. So once you get past Steph and Clay, the rest of the shooters are very suspect, and that's kind of a there's a misconception about the Warriors being a good shooting team. Yeah. I mean, like, once – yeah, especially with Katie Hurt, like, you know, when you, and you saw it, like, without Clay on the floor and besides Steph, who's going to score on that team, you know? Yeah. Like, Iggy had a great game. He had 22 points. Um, But, like, that was an anomaly. You know, Draymond – Yeah. Draymond's one for four from three. Like, and saying uh, Trevor Ariza wouldn't have scored 22 points <laughs> if uh, – Chris Paul and James Harden went down. Hey, you don't know that. that. <laughs> you don't know you that, know, man. I saw him in Game Seven. <laughs> you don't know that, bro. <laughs> if he stepped up, man. But yeah, yeah, he had a was, good game. Yeah. It was an anomaly. Like you can't expect that to happen. If they win, you can't expect that to happen again. Yeah, it, like he was just hitting every shot. Yeah, like. yeah, he was wetting him. And honestly, they should these the Warriors players should have shot more, and they sh- they should have made more shots because Steph Curry was getting triple teamed, man. At, at the three-point line, one guy was – it was a box and one, and wherever, like, zone he was in, another dude would just come and shadow him. It was all, always at least two people on him. Yeah. God. Yeah. I mean, like, um, also another thing that I'm looking at, Iggy had 22 points, but he also missed four free throws. And yeah. Boogie missed three free throws. Mm-hmm. That's – um, that's what? It's the game, seven, right? That's seven of the nine free throws that they missed as a team. Yeah. Right there, so. And that's the game right there, actually. Yeah. yeah the, it was a one-possession game before the Kawhi thing. And, yeah. Um, it was a, there's someone, oh, I don't know who said it, but um, some Warriors dude tweeted, but he was saying how uh, they had to foul to get Clay off the floor, and then the Raptors made both of their free throws, and at the last possession of the game, they were up, I think, one point. So they didn't have to do that. Yeah, yeah, it's a butterfly fight. You can't really say that, but the point is, 
know, the injury happened. And, I mean, credit to the Warriors, though, for really fighting back. And they never gave up, um, even with their back against the wall. Like, you could see they were how drained and tired they were. But these dudes would not stop fighting. Yeah, yeah. Like, I've been watching the highlights of the last game, and it just feels like the Warriors are still going to come back somehow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you, there's, like, this creeping feeling, right? All right, let's give some uh, respect to the team that did win the title, the Toronto Raptors. Their yeah, first baby. title ever. Let's go. The first ever title for Canada. Yes. Um, just a, a great moment, you know, all the celebration stuff. I, I've mm-hmm. been here for it. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Kawhi doing the laugh at the end of the. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that was great. Um, living. And, you know, but it all started with Kyle Lowry just coming out. Guns blazing in the yes! first quarter. Yes. Guns blazing. <laughs> yes. Talk, talk about that. Oh my God, I love Kyle Lowry. We discussed Kyle Lowry too. We both of us are on the same ship. How Kyle Lowry gets slandered way too much. He's just an easy target. I don't know why, but Twitter and social media, they just love to pick one guy and they like to make fun of him for some reason. Uh, and Kyle Lowry, for some reason, has been the butt of all the jokes lately. And we discussed how, how big he was in the Milwaukee series. He averaged like 20 and 5 with 50% shooting. And game six, his shot was blocked and everyone clowned him, even though that play was broken and there, there was no chance for anyone to make that shot except yeah, maybe, yeah. maybe Curry. And he was all over Twitter being memed and stuff. It wasn't right. And, but, you know, jokes fly no matter what. So the only way he could redeem himself for you idiots on social media <laughs> was by going out and dropping bombs. I think he had, what, the first 13 points in the first quarter or something? Yeah, he was, he was going off. This guy, let me see his line, 26 points, 10 assists, 7 rebounds. Three steals. Three steals, 56% shooting. He nailed four threes. This guy was – yeah, Kawhi Leonard was right when he said, Kyle, you were the MVP tonight. Uh, he, he played the best game on the most important game. So, you know, Kyle Lowry, always been a big fan since he's in Houston. Kind of bounced around a bit. Yeah. I mean, shout he out, just works his ass off. Shout out to all the Kyle Lowry haters, especially my brother, who's been the biggest Kyle Lowry hater. <laughs> yeah. Constantly talks shit on him. Honestly talks shit on him. Calls him ass. <laughs> Kyle Lowry balled out. Yeah. yeah. I mean, obviously, he's not worth that contract, but, you know, he, he he's not like a bad con- like a god awful contract you know people are making it out like how Lowry's the under like a below average like player. cp3 <coughs> oh my god you're gonna say something about that uh, oh my we'll, we'll, get, we'll, get that, we'll get to that later we'll get into that later <laughs> um but yeah speaking of game six my mvp personal mvp was fred van Vliet. oh god's sir plan i like to call Freddy. him god's plan sir freddy bro. yes He's 5 for 11 on 3. 22 points, including 12 in the fourth yes. quarter. You heard yes. that right, 12. Yes. Yeah, he was – you're right. I mean, he was freaking huge, man. Like, um, they don't win that game without Fred. Um, Kawhi, he kind of chilled a little bit mm-hmm. towards the end of the game. Uh, he only had, I believe, three points in the fourth, which was on that last play. Yeah, yeah. So, he wasn't really looking to score, and Fred just took over. Um, mm-hmm. And what an unbelievable performance from him, like, the entire playoffs, not just this game. Yeah, uh, I mean, yeah, you're right. They don't they don't win without Fred, and that I think that's the difference between Toronto and Golden State is you have these bench guys who are gun shy on Golden State, and Toronto they they take turns being gun shy, but Fred VanVleet has always been trigger happy. He's letting it fly every game, which is huge. You need players like that. Yeah, yeah. he has so much confidence. Yeah, and you when your guys get double teamed there's going to be someone open and you need to shoot the ball on the first open shot, you know, because we see this thing where they pump fake a lot and they, they give up open shots for, you know, 
a better shot, but they ended up getting closed out on. So you need guys that are willing to just shoot them. Yeah, I mean, Quinn Cook was getting absolutely eviscerated. Yeah. Uh, as was Boogie. Whenever Boogie got switched on him, like, you oh, could see yeah. Fred, like, oh, licking, yeah. licking his chops. He's like, oh, oh it's time. Yeah, that's crazy that we're saying. We're talking about how Fred Van Vliet was exposing Cousins. <laughs> and he was he was enjoying it. Like, imagine having this conversation eight months ago. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? Who's yeah. Fred? Yeah. Who? who? <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I mean, you gotta, you gotta love it. Um, but, yeah, yeah, like you said, balanced scoring. Like, you look at the Raptors, game six. There was four guys who scored more than 20 points. And then you have Ibaka, 15 off the bench. Mm-hmm. Um, like, they only go, like, seven deep pretty much. Like, Lauren Powell only played 11 minutes. But mm-hmm. all of those guys, like, can contribute. Um, yeah. Danny Green was struggling. He had an awful turnover, which I thought oh, was Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. Just a god-awful turnover. Like, he's really a hit or miss. But, you know, he plays good defense, and he can, knows when to contribute when yeah, the time's can. called. Yep, yep. I'm a big Danny Green fan. I love that guy. He's he's great. He's a hooper, yeah. Yeah, when when he had the last turnover, I was getting really worried because you know I've been caping for Danny Green my whole life. I really didn't want him to throw the championship away. <laughs> um, and Steph got a great look, to be honest. Um, oh when, yeah. When that ball was in the air, do you think it was going mm-hmm. in? I thought it was going in. Um, I mean, what what did you think? Honestly. I want oh, to say, man, I know you're going to say something spicy. <laughs> no, no, no. I want to say it was going in, but oh, man. I just the way the game was going with the, for the Warriors, I just felt like it wasn't their night. Like, oh, okay. I just yeah. felt like, yeah, yeah. That's, that's not it. Because Fred Van Vliet was chucking and everything was going. Yeah, yeah. God's planning that. Thing. Like, the Raptors definitely were the better team. Um, mm-hmm. And I honestly, they've been the better team the whole series. Like, yeah, I think so. And it, it's a much-deserved win. Yeah, they had a lot of injuries. But, I mean, I guess we'll never know with full-strength teams. Yeah, I mean, you play who's in front of you, and... It's not the Raptors' fault, you know? Like they, It's really not, yeah. And what are they whole, supposed to do about it? Yeah, the whole asterisk on the Warriors' first title against LeBron stuff, that was dumb, too. I mean, you just play who's in front of you. Obviously, if when their full-strength squads played against each other, uh, the Cavs won. But, you know, during that year, you can't do anything. And you're right, the Raptors just outplayed them in every single game. Even the game, like, when... When Toronto would win, people would always say stuff like, oh, Marcus is not going to go off again like that. And, okay, he doesn't have to. He already did his job one game. And then Danny Green pops up. And like, Danny Green's not going to hit seven threes again. Okay, he doesn't have to. Like, the, the fact is, this team is so deep. They can beat you in so many ways. Yeah, and then, is... like, next game, surge going off. Like, they, yeah. just, they just have a great basketball team. Mm-hmm. They have people stepping up when they need to. Um, and... Most importantly, they play amazing defense. Yeah, their their defense has been locked down. After they shut down Milwaukee in four straight games, that's when I – because I was a huge believer in Milwaukee. Once they did that to Giannis in Milwaukee, I just thought, man, these guys can really do anything. Because they've been switching and adapting on the fly all playoffs. They lost to the Magic game one, and they came back strong one four in a row. And then they were getting stomped by the Bucks. I thought they were dead. And Kawhi and all of them, they just – Nick Nurse, all these adjustments, the box and one. There's just so many things that they did that proved that they were champions. They they really earned it. Yeah, definitely. Um, and one of the things I like about Nick Nurse is that he makes adjustments even when they're winning. So yeah. he's not afraid to make changes or, or do whatever. Uh, mm-hmm. Like, you know, a lot of coaches that you'll they'll be winning games and stuff and be like, all right, you know, why change something if it's not broken? But he, he looks ahead and, like, really is proactive about the things that, that needs to be done to get the win. So, mm-hmm. that's that's really really dope of him. And, like, for the Raptors, after the Sixers and the Bucks series, like, 
they had two grueling series, and I think after that, they're like, yo, we can win the championship. Like, we deserve it. We're yeah. one of the best teams in the league. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, did you have them winning that Sixers series? I did, yeah. Really? I, I had mean, them coming out of the East. Really? I, mm-hmm. I thought the Sixers series was brutal, and I thought Philadelphia would win in Game 7 just because, I don't know, low, lower scoring, and your starters play a lot more. And Philadelphia, has, I think, the most, they had the most talented starting five in the playoffs this year. Um because I mean the Warriors weren't healthy. And... I mean honestly, on paper, like they they really yeah. do have one of the best teams. Yeah, that's why I thought they would get it. I mean, it took that crazy bounce god shot too to to yeah. win in seven. So Philadelphia's. I mean, I don't know if they're gonna bring back their core, but they were a really good team. And I I didn't. I was very shaky on the Raptors winning that series. And after they won in seven, I was really shaky on them winning the Bucks. Yeah, I mean, I think the Bucks were overhyped just a little bit because of how yeah. bad the Celtics were. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, they were bad. The Celtics were bad. And, like, they're they're kind of one-dimensional team, to be honest, Milwaukee. Like, if their shots don't fall, um, you know, and Giannis isn't that type of scorer yet, so. Yeah, not yet. You saw um, them You saw them struggling to score. Then, but then again, you know, you get clamped down by the fun guy. Ooh, he can't really do much. Yeah, anymore. like, I think, I think people, people were really ready to, uh, like, hoist Giannis as the new king, but mm-hmm. I think they forgot what Kawhi has accomplished in his career already. Yeah. I did too. You were right. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, like he's been through it, bro. Like he's mm-hmm. he was a second or third year in the league, and he was playing D Wade, LeBron in the finals. Like, yeah, that is just invaluable experience. And like he's he was really thrown in the fire uh, in San Antonio. Yep. And Giannis just isn't there yet. You know, he'll get there. You know, he's obviously yeah an amazing talent. But you could just see like the last two games, Milwaukee scored ninety nine and ninety four points. Like they just they didn't have an answer for their defense. Yeah, he kind of looks shaken up a bit, too. It's funny because the Raptors are usually the team where people say, oh, my God, they're choking, they're shook, yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah. But the, Kawhi Leonard is on the team now, and it's totally different. And yeah, and, like, it was just yeah. foolish to to bring up last year's Raptors. Like, yeah. It's a completely different team. Like, it's a completely different team, yeah. DeRozan's not here. Like, mm-hmm. shout out DeMar, but yeah. it's just – But Kawhi's just something else, man. Kawhi, Kawhi contesting Giannis on the dunks at the rim – with something else, I, I'm gonna try to find clips of it and make a compilation or something, man. Because that was, I think he contested him at the rim like six or seven times, and I, I think he had an over fifty percent success rate on blocking it. It was insane. Yeah, I mean, he he really like isn't afraid to, to contest it, go up yeah. with anybody. Like I'm, the fact that he can though against the Greek freak is crazy. That like no one should be able to contest the Giannis dunk. It doesn't make sense. Yeah, I mean he's just so strong. Like we saw in the playoffs, like he's yeah. throwing off guys, like going to the bucket at will. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But with that being said, Raptors won the title. Yes. Uh, do you think Kawhi is staying? Where is he going? Um, I mean, all the news is he's staying or going to the Clippers, and I think he stays. I think he um, stays also. Uh-huh. Um, but do you think he stays long term? Like, do you think he signs the max, the max years, max money? Um, what's the years? Like four years. It's like four plus one, I think. I mean, to be honest, like I don't know what else the Raptors could have done. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, like, this is the most they, they low won, managed him. They, they won everything. the title. Um, I feel like he really enjoys being in Toronto. Um, I hope he stays because yeah, I, I feel like I really like this team. I like this mm-hmm. Raptors team. They're fun. Um, I even saw an interview with Danny Green. He was on Breakfast Club. Oh, I saw that. And he was kind of like, "Yeah, I'm kind of just gonna see what Kawhi does." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, so if Kawhi resigns, and he's probably gonna resign. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I I hope Kawhi stays for sure. Yeah, me too. Mainly so Danny Green will stay as well, and I can root for him. 
Because if Danny Green goes to the Lakers, then I have to root for the Lakers because Danny Green is probably my third favorite player in the league. <laughs> <laughs> that's, uh, yeah, I mean, that's interesting. I, know I mean, torture. Anthony Davis was one of my favorite players, too. We'll get to that. I, yeah, I think, I think Kawhi stays. and I honestly think he stays long-term. Um, mainly because he was talking about his knee issue. Do you remember that? After, there was a post-game with Rachel Nichols, I think, and he was just discussing about how his knee was like, giving out on him and you could kind of tell too, he was laboring a bit um they load managed him so he missed 22 games this year uh and he's he still said that it was like the knee and the leg were, were troubling him and that injury he had was a, kind of a freak injury and it's hard to heal because it's not like a bone breaking or anything right like it's uh nerves it's a nerve injury i think I don't know, but but he was very concerned about his knee, and it was a big deal to him. And Toronto managed that perfectly, and I think he might look at it and say, you know, I don't know how long my knee can hold up or whatnot. I know that Toronto's taking the best care of me, like you know, doing their best to take care of me, um, and I want to lock in my money because you know he's twenty seven. This is going to be his, you know, probably his last big deal. So I, I think yeah. maybe twenty well twenty seven and no, thirty one he might sign another one he he'll get a Chris Paul mammoth contract I guess yeah but I think I I don't know it depends if he wants to gamble on the knee or not and I don't know how much Uncle Dennis how much pool Uncle Dennis has uh, if I were him I would stay long term though and lock up that money because that knee is giving him issues yeah I mean honestly shout out to Alex McKechnie he was the uh, director of uh, sports science for the Raptors and mm-hmm. he was a big reason why Kawhi even like wanted to come to Toronto. Um, mm-hmm. He was he was a Raptors. Uh, he was on the Lakers for like twelve years. They really? fired him for some reason. Um, but yeah, he's like one of the best one of the best sports doctors we have in the NBA. Yeah, I mean it's, it huge. shows. I think I think he's he's gonna start a wave next year. I think we're gonna see a lot of load management. Yeah, no doubt. Um, mm-hmm. Especially on my team, the Lakers. Like I expect to see it. I oh yeah, to, you have to, to. Yeah, it's better. It's better to see it because you know missing because Kawhi missed more games than LeBron. I think. But the way he missed them, Kawhi missed twenty two. He was yeah, it was a lot more manageable though. LeBron, he missed them in all one chunk because he got hurt, right? And there's a difference when you load manage yeah, and miss yeah, a yeah. game at one game a week because you're in a better position to you know adapt and you know when he's gonna miss the game. So and, and they have were, to load manage. They were in the East, you know, the Raptors like started off strong. They got mm-hmm. a nice little cushion yeah. where they were like in the top three, like so they didn't really need to push that hard for the regular season. Yeah. Plus, I mean, LeBron's getting older. You know, even though LeBron's playing less minutes, uh, he's playing, like, the equal amount of possessions as he did in uh, the, the Cavs. So the Lakers need to do a better job managing that. But anyways, the next point we should talk about, uh, what happens next to the Warriors? What do you think, what yeah. do you think happens now in Golden State? Um, that's a very interesting question because there's so many things that could happen. Um, so first, let's talk about KD. Um I'll be honest. All right, I'm gonna go on a bit of a, a rant here. I want to hear this. There's no reason KD should have been playing Game Five. No reason Ooh. at all. I don't know if there's a mistake by the Warriors staff or the doctors or whoever. Uh, I don't care if he got cleared. I don't care if KD wanted to play. You have to stop him from himself. You can't let him play that game. Um, uh, mess up his career. Mess up his future. Um, I saw Kendrick Perkins before Game Five. Before KD yeah. gets hurt on the court. There's a video of Kendrick Perkins saying, hey, this isn't a good idea. He should not be out here today. Um, I'm not happy about this. And him and Kendrick are boys. Like, Kendrick said, like, that's my mm-hmm. little brother. Uh, yeah. Whatever. So, like, literally 30 minutes after that video gets posted, Katie gets hurt. And Damn. then you see Jay Williams. Jay Williams is, like, 
one of Katie's boys too. He's on mm-hmm. the boardroom that TV show on ESPN with um, yeah. Rich Kleiman, Katie's agent. Yeah, and like so they're boys. And Jay Williams is hot. He's pissed, talking about mm-hmm. how he should have been playing. Like they fucked up, whatever. So I don't know, man. I've been hearing a lot of stuff like, "Oh, the doctors cleared him. He should be good to go." Like, like are you saying you know more than the doctors? Like, no, that's not yeah. what I'm saying. Like, I'm saying people can make mistakes. People can make wrong decisions, and I think there was a wrong yeah. decision made in putting Katie out there. Yeah, I I agree with a lot of your points. And that Kendrick Perkins video is interesting because I do know they're very close friends. Um, and the, I need to see that video because that, that's crazy if, you know, if that was posted before. Yeah, I'll send it to you. I kind of thought that too when he was out there. He looked, he didn't look that great. And anyone who's played uh, any competitive sport knows that you want to be out there no matter what, especially in a title game. You're going to want to play. You would, you would play on a broken leg yeah, if yeah, they without- let you. Um, so I un- I totally get why KD pushed himself to go out there and you know be a part of you know his team and help them out. Um, and there were some articles before about how the Warriors were like uneasy or sh- like you know they were questioning his injury and they're wondering why he's not coming back and whatnot. And I don't know. There's this whole culture of you got to play through it. You got to be a man and stuff like that. And it's yeah, I so- wonder how true that is. I wonder how true that is too, but but I do know there are some pressures from outside that were probably you know factoring in like when is Kevin Durant coming back? Because everyone kept asking when is KD coming back, and dude, before this series started, I remember telling you on this podcast I don't think he plays this series because his cap injury was serious enough to the point where he hadn't even practiced. Remember, and he gets in a light practice and then plays right after. We we discussed this. I said he hasn't practiced yet. He's not playing. He can't play the series. There's no way. There's not enough time. Yeah. And it turns out he, he shouldn't have. Um, the stupid thing, too, is that I think Steve Kerr said, oh, yeah, he, there's no uh, risk of injuring your Achilles or something. Like, the doctor said that after his calf. I mean, whether all this stuff is true or not, um, I don't know, like, throwing blame around and stuff like that. But I understand why Kendrick Perkins and Jay Williams are pissed because not only is he hurt and not only, you know, is there a real possibility of him not being as good as he was before? But we we just lost a year of Kevin Durant's prime, and he's one of the greatest basketball players to ever play. Yeah. And that just sucks for everyone. And especially if you're his homeboy, especially if you're KD himself, like you're pissed off because you were playing at the highest level ever in your career. And then this bullshit happens. Yeah, it's really unfortunate, and I hope he comes back better than yeah. ever. But, I mean, mm-hmm. Achilles are, are a brutal injury. It's, it's the worst. It's the worst injury you could suffer, I think. Besides yeah. dying. Oh, um, man. Yeah, I, I mean, did you hear? So the Warriors, I think they're going to offer him a max. I think they're going to give him everything, right? Oh, really? Um, they, I mean, they better. Yeah, I mean, he deserves it, yeah, <laughs> for sure. I, there was, a, there was um, a tweet, I think it was referencing, I don't know the source, it was like Waj or someone from ESPN, but they were saying how the Warriors, one of the possibilities they were discussing was giving him a max and having him rehab. And once he's okay, they'll trade him to wherever he wants to go. Um, kind of as... Uh, Oh, we're sorry. We fucked up your <laughs> career. Uh, that's one of the possibilities from a, an ESPN reporter that they discussed. I don't know how real it is, but that'd be a pretty cool move by the Warriors organization. And I think th- they're gonna give him a max, right? Someone's gonna give him a max no matter what. It's not yeah. the Warriors. It's someone else, right? But I think the Warriors offer him the max. So, so he's gonna be on the books. Let's. You do you agree with that? That he's gonna be on the books for the Warriors next year? Yeah, um, I think so. To be honest, like. Hmm. I'm really curious because they can't give all four guys the max because I feel like Draymond's gonna want one too. Yeah. So, so do we think Clay's getting this max? 
Yeah, honestly, if if I'm the Warriors, I I see them or Clay over Draymond. Yeah, because I I really think that they think he's more important than Draymond. Really, I mean, I don't know, I don't know what the right answer is, but I, I mean, maybe he'll he'll age better for sure. His game. Yeah, um, and Draymond really took a step back offensively. Yeah, offensively for sure. I mean, and he really needs these other guys to to elevate his game as well. Um. So I, I yeah, it's I don't know, man. There, I think all four of them can get maxes, can't they? But it's just you get the luxury tax, so you have to get vet minimums or something like that. I mean, giving four guys a max like that's ridiculous on one team. Um, yeah. Like... Okay, so KD, I think KD signs, and then he's gonna be moved later if or or one of the original big three is gone, and or or he's or he's gonna leave like this summer. I yeah. can see that too. I yeah. can see that. I mean, no matter what, these Warriors players who injured themselves, Clay and Durant, they're getting max money. And I, I think Kevon Looney's going to get a lot of money too, or a good amount, at least like ten mil a year or something. Mm, uh, he played well. I think uh, he, I think he's he's earned a ten mil a year contract. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, speaking of, like, how much do you think Capella should make? I think Capella's contract is fair. It's like market value. Um, maybe a little, like a, a mil or two more than what he should get. But like for a big man like that, I think it's it's fine. Um, the fact that he got neutralized by Draymond and Kevon Looney kind of pissed me off. But <laughs> but I think that's the price you pay for like a dependable big man who you know is consistent, except for the last, the most important six games of the season against the Warriors. Um, I mean, the Warriors just ruin everything, man. Whenever a team plays against the Warriors, they just get decimated. And, Franchises yeah. and shambles after <laughs> it's just you know the Rockets are another victim of it. But uh, yeah. I I mean yeah, okay, Clay yeah. so, and KD are out for next year. There's still Steph and Dre. I mean Clay's Steph gonna come back like what in February March? That's what Maybe I mean. yeah. But but take these things in consideration. How many games do you think the Warriors win next season? Um, that's a good question. I'm gonna say like forty-five to fifty. That's that's me being generous. Dude. Really? That's you being yeah. generous. Yeah. So like, where would you put them in in the top? Eight, uh, like, uh, give, me, give me a, a range that you're having in. I'd say like the five six range. Okay, and that, I, honestly, I might be being generous. Really, I, if you're being generous, I'm saying they're gonna be the, the three to six range, and I really? think I think they're gonna they're gonna hit fifty wins, maybe even hit like fifty two or something like that. Um, but I mean, bro, like if you look at the team without Clay, KD, yeah. like, and who's gonna score on that team besides? Steph? Here's the thing. It's going to be regular season basketball, which is a lot different. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. And they get to play a lot of bad teams, too. And I think Steph and Dre is enough to, to get them uh, to win, like, yeah. to go 3-1 and one against teams like the yeah. Magic. I see what, and... Yeah, counterpoint, it is the West. Though. Right? Yeah, it, counterpoint's the West. But I still think they, they can sweep the Timberwolves. Like, um, they, <laughs> they, they, can, they can beat a lot of these teams and go 2-2, two and two, you know, in these series. Like, just with Steph and Dre. I mean, we saw how much of a fight they put up against the Raptors in the playoffs, right? Yeah. And I also think with people counting him out, um, Steph and Jay are really going to come out just, you know, on another level next week. And yeah. we finally get Steph unleashed. I'm so excited for that. I think I'm, I think five or six is fair in the West. Yeah. I, I think they're going to beat that. If, really? if I see a Warriors line for the over-under wins at anything around 45 or 46, I'm jumping on that and betting over. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay, so let's look at the West right now. we got Denver, who's, you know, a uh, good team. Yeah. Uh, Portland, they're gonna be back. Um, you know the Rockets. I'm really curious to see what y'all do. <laughs> Ooh. Um, Utah just picked up Mike Conley. 
you know, they're yeah, going to be yeah, yeah. much better. Yeah. Uh, and they won 50 games last year. 15, yeah, 32. Yeah, yeah. Good Lord. Um, yeah. Okay, see if they get their shit together, they're going to be up there, you know? Yeah, I mean, I think it comes down to health. Um, because, I, as I said before, I think Stephen Curry is one of the best players of all time. Uh, and people are going to clown on him because he got triple teamed in the finals, but I think he's good enough to elevate a team to 50 wins. I think he's one of those guys like James Harden. Because James Harden dragged the Rockets to 53. We were hampered, man. Like, I think the second through fourth leading scorers like, all missed like 20 games or something like that on the Rockets. And they won 53 games. I think if Steph and Dre stay healthy, mainly Dre, because I think Steph's health concerns aren't a big deal, um, they're going to win 50 games. Or at least near it. They can get to like 49. They're gonna they're gonna be close, I think. I think they're gonna be much more forty five win. Uh huh. But All right. anyways, yeah. We're gonna after this break, we're gonna get back to uh free agency and uh just a trade that the Lakers made to get oh, a big man. Yeah. Yo, and we're back. Back back. Alright, so I don't know if you heard, but there was a trade the Lakers made the other day. Ooh, that's and we got the man, Anthony Davis, finally, about finally, time. Finally. Um so they gave up B I. Josh Hart, Alonzo, the number four pick, and a couple more draft picks. Mm-hmm. Uh, as a neutral party, what did you think about the trade? Neutral name? party. Um, I don't know how neutral I really am. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I love the Lakers when they semi neutral. <laughs> yeah. Um, I honestly always thought Brandon Ingram was not a good player, low potential. I mean, high potential, but low probability of him filling out that potential after his first couple years. Um, I thought there was like some hope there, but I don't think he would have ever reached that ceiling or his ceiling with LeBron. Um, I don't even know if he'll reach it with the Pelicans. I, I think Brandon Ingram's arguably the worst player out of those three in that deal. Um, Josh wow. Hart. Josh Hart is a decent player. He's that's a, a he's take. a rotational player. That's a hot take. <laughs> he's a rotational player, and I love Lonzo Ball. So maybe that's why I'm you know my take is like that. But I think I think Lonzo Ball is a great defender. The biggest issue with him is staying on the court. Um, but Brandon Ingram has issues staying on the court too. So, and Lonzo Ball adds more to your team than Brandon Ingram would. So, wow. Um, okay. I mean, if you talk to most people, you would say they would definitely say that Brandon Ingram's better. But I mean, mm-hmm. it just depends on uh, who you're asking. That being said, um, I wish all the players like the best: Hart, Lonzo, and Ingram. Uh, you know, I I have nothing against them. We just had to make the deal. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope they didn't take it personally that we LeBron was trying to ship him off, but yeah, it's just the nature of the business. You got to um, you got to do it though. It's Anthony Davis, yeah. and honestly, like Bi was showing uh, a lot of great flashes towards the end of the season. Um, yeah. from from March and February, he was averaging um, like twenty three points fit, yeah. on fifty percent shooting, mm-hmm. uh, six boards. So he he was showing flashes. I think he'll he'll definitely um, you know sh- take another leap and. To be honest, I really like this young Pelicans team. They have a lot of like fun players to root for. Oh, I love the Pelicans team. It's amazing. Um, Drew Holiday is is a freaking gamer. That guy's that guy's great. Uh, Zion, I I'm so excited for Zion. Enough said. Yeah. Oh my god, man, this guy is something else. They, yeah. Anyone who thinks he can be a bust just doesn't know basketball, or they're just saying stuff just to say stuff because there's no chance that Zion is a bust. And um, it's kind of ballsy saying that on the <laughs> like, oh, there's no, chance. but there's no chance. The only, the only uh, downside or negative thing about Zion is the, his injury possibility. Yeah, like the fact that he could maybe like tear something because how strong he is. Yeah, you that's say the that only about anyone though. Yeah, I mean, but no one like is a is like a freak of nature like he is. You know, that's true. But 
I mean, he's just such a good rebounder in college, and the athleticism is insane. And he has the frame to keep up. I think you know what. What and, uh, what do you see Zion averaging? Uh, oh man, I he's gonna get seventeen points at least. And depending on who else is in the front, I don't even know if it matters in the front court. Probably like seventeen and ten. Um, and ten, okay, double. double. He's he's gonna get those those rebounds, man. And I think the steals blocks is gonna be at least two combined. Like when you when you add them together, at least two. So, um, what round of the fantasy draft would you would you take? Probably him? say like. Top half of the third, if you want him. Wow, that's pretty early. Yeah, not. I looked over his numbers more, and, and I kind of checked, you know, how everything translates. And rebounding numbers translate so well to the NBA, and so do block numbers. And he's just a really good defender, and, and the way he runs and plays too, he he's very in control of his body. So it's not, it's not. It, he's just a high IQ player for for what he is, for how young he is as well too. So yeah, um, and that's why I think going to Duke was like the best possible decision he could have made because. Yeah. It's like you had this, um, you know, million dollars worth of marble, um, mm-hmm. but there was no sculpture. And, you know, yeah. co- then you have Coach K comes in who just yeah. sculpts uh, and makes this beautiful thing and, like, really teaches him how to play basketball mm-hmm. the right way. Uh, you know? And, and I, like, put yeah. his talents to use. Yeah. yeah. He, he. I honestly think they could have used him as a ball handler a little more. And I think he'll get a chance in New Orleans um, because Julius Randle is gone and he is – like a way better version of Julius Randle. <laughs> um, in transition, at least he, he's way better. Uh, he's you know still got some work to do with um, his jumper and everything. But but this guy is already he already looks like a twenty five year old NBA vet out there. Yeah, he's just insane. The body is already there too. So that all the, that's left to do is you know polish the game. And you're right, it's like it's like this marble statue that's being carved right now in front of us. Yeah. Um, um you think Julius was getting sick and tired of all the comparisons and he's like i'm out yeah <laughs> no, julius wants that money uh, i think that was a good contract for him to sign because he signed it knowing if i play well this year i could opt out and get that paycheck and yeah that's, that's what he's doing i would have liked for him to stay on new orleans me just, too just to see the team but the I mean, there's, there's still a chance he stays right uh there's a chance but i don't think so i think new orleans doesn't want to commit to him i think they're, they're probably see zion you know they don't want that spider-man meme where it's julius randall uh, yeah. yeah. i think they're just gonna go around out their team um, and, I, and I just saw they picked up Jaleel's uh, yeah, option. Yeah, he's cheap option, and I think he's, you know, he's okay. Um, I was I was against Jaleel for a while, but he, he you know, proved me wrong over the past year. Um, there's so many options for the Pelicans at this point that their team is going to look way – or could look way different uh, come September. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's what I wanted to say about the Warriors because – I feel like their team could look a lot different from uh, today because they may make some some pickups, some acquisitions. Some people might leave. So, um, mm-hmm. but I mean, yeah, you can say about a lot of teams because there's still the draft to happen. And there can be a lot of trades too. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean, they're they're gonna be a really fun team to watch. I think if if you were to select one of the most exciting teams to watch, they would be high on the list. They're they got to be top three, mainly just because Zion. And then yeah. you, you add everything else. Like, Lonzo, Zion, Drew, that just, just those three, if they stay on the team, that's going to be so exciting. Yeah, um, I mean, and that's a great defense right there, too. Yeah, whatever. Brandon Ingram could sit on the bench and watch. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's going to prove you wrong, man. He's he's a hoop baller. He, he'll be out there. He's a hoop baller. He's a hooper, man. <laughs> um, yes. Um, and then another yeah. deal that happened recently was uh, Conley to the Jazz. Yeah, I really like that move. Um, what do you think this does for Utah, though? Like, how high, how much higher is their ceiling now? Do you think this can push them into the finals? Finals? I don't know about that. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, let's go. Let's go back a little bit. Um, 
so the Lakers got eighty, right? Obviously. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, right now we have like five players on contract, which is Kuz, LeBron, AD, yeah, Wagner, and Bonga. The Bonga. So the Lakers are gonna look very, very different um, opening night. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't see, I don't know what to think, but like, is it wrong to say that we're gonna be at least in the conference final? You know, it's not wrong because AD and LeBron in the playoffs is insane. But I think the rest of the roster matters a lot more than people think. Definitely. Um, I had some people saying, like, oh, we're already going to win a chip. Like, no, you no. need to settle down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, you really need to. Because you saw what it took to win a chip, right? It took a team. Um, the Raptors had an overall team. And the Warriors, when they won, too, they had they had really solid bench guys as well. Yeah. And, and like, we saw how much the bench mattered uh, in the finals for the Warriors. Like, yeah. they had no depth at all. And, like, yeah. that cost them. So, the Lakers really need to do a good job of, like, mm-hmm. filling the rest of the roster out. Like, they can't just dick around and assume, yeah. like, you know, we're just going to win games because it you doesn't know, work like that. On that point, there's reports now saying that Plinka didn't know about the salary cap ramifications of the deal. Yeah, I saw that. Um, I don't know how true that is. We'll find out in a couple weeks. It's all just speculation right now because um, there's so many things that can be changed with this deal to uh, fix that, remedy it. Um, but if that's true, then Jesus Christ, man. Come on. <laughs> Like, everything with them is just, you know. and that's It's a, always something. Yeah. It's, it's, it could be the difference between, say, D'Lo and Jimmy Butler, right? And that's a pretty big difference, in my opinion. That's a huge gap. Um, and about the conference finals with Anthony Davis, people kind of forget that Anthony Davis is not the picture, you know, the picture-perfect health, healthy player, right? No, definitely not. He's actually been very injury-prone in his career. He's, he's, uh, he's never played all 82 games. The last season, he played 56. Um, the last two before that, he played 75, which is good. But he always finds a way to get hurt at the end of the season. Um, and he, he doesn't usually suffer big injuries. They're kind of like the ticky-tack ones. So I think load management will help him out a lot. But anyways, it's definitely not a far-gone conclusion that they win the championship. Um, even with the West wide open, there's just so many things that can happen, especially with the Lakers. There's so many variables there, too, mm-hmm. um, especially in terms of shooting. And you need shooting to win now. You need three-point shooters. So we'll see. Yeah, um, uh, that's why, like, even – I'd much rather them like fill the rest of the roster out with like good pieces and go after like the uh, a third star because yeah we still need a to have like an actual team that we can throw yeah there, you know? well it depends on who the third star is like if the third star is Kevin Durant you know yeah forget yeah. it Clay yeah, Thompson yeah. even I would just do it um, but then what, if you get to I don't know like D'Lo or yeah I mean Kemba is a big name that's been floating out there a lot um, yeah you might be right I don't know how much that but you know things considered I. I honestly think that Conley to the Jazz pushes them into, like, a finals contender team. A finals contender, wow. Yeah, they, I think they can they can get to the finals. Um, and they should be one of the more favorite teams to get to the finals because I think Utah was the third best team in the West this season. Um, I said that before in an earlier pod, and I, I still stand by it. They were the third best team in the West. It goes the Warriors are the best, and then the Rockets, and then the Jazz. Um, and it just mm. sucked that the Jazz had to play against the Rockets in round one. Um, Go Gobert is just an animal. Donovan Mitchell was awful in the playoffs, and I think Mike Conley is better than. I mean, he, you know, he is better than Donovan Mitchell. Mike Conley is better than Donovan Mitchell. Um, and yeah, they're, they're going to complement each other really well. They're they have arguably the best defense in the league. Um, mm. Yeah, and like now their offense is going to be significantly better. Donovan yeah. Mitchell is going to take a leap forward. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so like, there's a lot of things I like about their team. Uh, that being said, I don't know if I'm ready to call them finals contender. I think they'll be in the top top four for yeah. sure. But 
Uh, yeah, I mean, we'll see. The West is very wide, uh-huh. wide open. Um, and speaking of your team, the Rockets, um, you know, so there's a lot of things going yes, on over there. baby. Uh, CP3 apparently wants out. Um, yeah. James doesn't want to play with them. And, you know, I think it's unfortunate, too, because the West is, like, like we said, it's anybody's taking. And yeah. if they just run it back, you know, there's really a great yeah. chance they could go to the finals this year. For sure, because it, as it stands right now, in my opinion, they're the second best team in the West. Behind the Warriors, even the Hobbled Warriors, because they didn't beat the Hobbled Warriors, so I can't say they're better. Um, but they're the second best team right now, or and potentially first in the West as of now. If they ran it back, but there's chemistry issues now. I don't know what's going on. Every offseason with Daryl Morey is is an interesting one, good or bad. It's interesting. Stuff happens. Um, like that Chris Paul trade, no one really saw coming. It was like little whispers of it, but no one really thought it was a real possibility. The James Harden trade was crazy. Signing yeah. D'Antoni was a big deal. Getting Eric Gordon, Ryan Anderson, people thought we were done after we Trevor. signed those guys. Trevor, yeah. <laughs> Dude, God. PJ Tucker was a big deal. Like, yeah, yeah that was is always going to be interesting. There's a lot yeah. of reports around the Rockets, and that's why it's kind of fun to be a Rockets fan because there's always stuff happening with the team, and there, there's always some noise. Even when we're not that good, there's always some noise and some interesting stuff happening, you know? Good or bad, it's, it's, it keeps things fun, and it sucks if, if that's the reports are true, and I hope they're not. Um, I hope they mend stuff together, but who knows? And you're right. I think if they run it back, there's a real chance that they get to the finals again because, you know, they're this. to me, it's the Warriors and then the Rockets. And then after that, there's so many variables. I'll, I'll probably put the Jazz there as three. So where would you put the Lakers? As of right now, probably four. Definitely four, actually. Um, and I'm not talking about, like, who's going to have the best record at the end. I'm just thinking, like, the biggest threat, like, if they were to play in the playoffs – if I had to like put money down on who would make it to the finals out of the West, it would probably be my order of how I'd bet right now. If they ran it back, I probably wouldn't bet on the Rockets right now because there's so many question marks. But you know, if they ran it back, I would say they're the I, second best team. I really don't think the Warriors are gonna finish uh, first in the West. I really don't. Think yeah. <sighs> like I'd be really surprised if they with the team they have right yeah, now. Yeah, 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 yeah. I take that back. Um, it was more of like. I couldn't just I couldn't say the Rockets are better than the Warriors because they lost them. Yeah. But yeah, I I do think it, to make it to the finals, the Warriors aren't the best. Better. Yeah, I mean the West is a yeah, bloodbath, yeah. man. You still right. have the Nuggets, mm-hmm. Blazers. Um, you know, Lakers are gonna come up and take a playoff spot, hopefully. And then you have the Clippers and yeah. the Spurs too. I mean, I I seriously think the Jazz are better than all those teams. I, like the Nuggets wow. too. I think the Jazz are better than the Nuggets. I think I think they're so good. Um, it's I mean it goes down to defense too. We'll see you next season. Uh, but because we only see them play against the Rockets in the playoffs, and it kind of sucks if you're a Jazz fan because you have to run into the second best team in the West every single time early in the playoffs and get eviscerated by you know James Harden, Chris Paul. It kind of sucks. I mean, they give them a tough time. Mm-hmm, definitely. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, but with with Conley to the Jazz, that means Memphis for sure drafting. John Morant, John Morant, right? Yeah, that'll be that'll be. Uh, I think. What do you think about him as a prospect? I think he's. I think he's really good. He's he's very small though, uh, size wise. So he's gonna get bullied a bit on the defensive end. But I don't. I don't know. I, I think he's gonna put up better numbers than Trey Trey Young in his first year. I, this guy is. Oh really? I think so. I mean, overall numbers, Trey Young. Like he's probably gonna not pass as well as Trey Young, but I think overall, like across the board, like better numbers than Trey Young. More efficient, at least, I think, because he doesn't shoot outside as much. Trey Young was gunning it from deep, and he was not accurate. 
Yeah. He he's played well towards the end of the year though. Yeah, he did. He did. I mean, I don't know. What do you think about John? I, people people call him Baby Westbrook. Baby Westbrook. Yeah, um, yeah. to be honest, like he played for Murray State. You know, not a not a top five program, but um, uh, I think we need a. I think we really need to hold the horses because, like, he he hasn't played obviously a, a yeah. second NBA basketball. To say that he's a, uh, I mean, that's a bold thing because Trey Young did put up great numbers. Yeah, he did. He put up solid numbers. I mean, that, like, I don't think he's the shooter that Trey Young is. Nineteen and um, eight, but but, but he's, I'm, uh, yeah, he's up there as a playmaker for sure. Like Trey Young's numbers were pretty solid. Watching him play, it was kind of like, I don't know. It was, it was weird. It wasn't really like a basketball game. I guess it, it, he was just kind of bludgeoning his way towards his stats. <sighs> it's hard to put in words. Like it, it didn't look clean or, or nice or anything. I mean, he he had some really nice games. Like but, Westbrook, <laughs> yeah, but it, yeah, it became kind of like that. Like the Hawks were just saying, "Hey, do whatever you want at these last couple games. Just start chucking it." And I mean, sometimes they'd win, sometimes they'd lose. But Trey Young would put up some numbers. He would put up numbers volume wise. But you look at his shooting splits. He's forty one point eight percent from the field, thirty two point four percent from three, point um, nine steals, not even a steal a game, point two blocks, and he's playing thirty one minutes. Uh, and he doesn't really rebound the ball at all. He would three point seven rebounds. He, that's why I think across the board, Jaw is going to put up better numbers and the efficiency will be better. Um, yeah, I think across. I mean, he might not average many points, but I think it's it's going to look cleaner. And I think the games are going to look nicer too. But he has the benefit of playing with Durant, Jaron Jackson Jr., who's a stud already. Yeah, he's a beast. Mm-hmm. What do you uh, What do you think about RJ Barrett and like he's probably going to be on the Knicks? Oh what do you think of his rookie season? I do not like RJ Barrett as a prospect. I think he has issues that are hard to fix, which is. Um, I guess vision and passing the ball and seeing the game a little ahead of time. He's like the reverse Draymond Green, where Draymond Green sees everything like he can see the future within like two steps, right? And RJ Barrett can only see what's in front of him. Like he's gonna be a decent scorer, a decent ISO guy, but I, it's just everything just screams Andrew Wiggins or Alonzo Trier, man. I just don't like it. What <laughs> I mean, it makes sense why he's going to the Knicks, then I guess. Yeah. Oh my God, they got like a third Alonzo Trier on that team now. Yeah, I mean to be honest, I watched a lot of Duke games. Uh-huh. Because of uh, – for obvious reasons. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, there was a lot of times where, like, he would just suck the offense and just – it would be iso ball. Um, mm-hmm. I remember the game against Gonzaga early in the season. He – it was, like, a a close game with, like, a minute left. And he – four straight possession. He just goes – either yeah. misses or uh, turns oh, the ball over. Yeah. And, and they lost the game by, like, two that. points or something. And it's like, bro, you have Zion on your team. Mm-hmm. Like, at least pass the ball once. Yeah. So, just little things like that um, were frustrating. But he's also, you know, going to the NBA. You know, people are going to teach him the right way to play basketball. Mm-hmm. I mean, hopefully. And, like, you know, trust his teammates because, you know, it's, it's the NBA. You have to. Yeah, um, so. but, do but, you... I, but I'm curious because he also might be jacking up a lot of shots because the Knicks are going to be very bad. Yeah, so. that's what I'm saying, too. Like, do you think he's he's going to be in a situation that actually nourishes him, like helps him? Go? Because Brandon Ingram kind of got thrown into the fire, too, and he's kind of like. You know, he never really fulfilled that potential. And I can totally see R.J. Barrett going down the Brandon Ingram development route where he develops the wrong skills. And Yeah, I mean, that's true. The Knicks are also very bad at developing talent. Um, I don't see any, like, I don't really see it. If, uh, if let's say, the Spurs are like a garden, uh, the Knicks are a desert. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> oh, man. Um, yeah. I, just, I don't see a lot of, a lot of uh, development there. But that being said, 
you know, it might be a new era for the Knicks. You know, let's see if they can get their shit together, but we'll see. So, so you're saying Ja and Zion are off the board. If you're the if you're the Knicks, who do you take with your with the third pick? <sighs> wow. To be honest, uh, honestly, I wouldn't mind RJ Barrett. Um, also, I like Jared Culver too. I was gonna say Jared Culver's the guy. That's the Jared, guy. You gotta Jared, get Jared Culver. Jared Culver's really good. He He's good the defense. one. Yes. Uh, I think he'll be good for the Knicks, but I really don't think they're gonna take him. They're gonna take RJ Barrett. They're not gonna take him. And and I think if Jared Culver goes to the Pelicans, it's it's a wrap. Yeah, like that's gonna be such a fun team to watch. Yep. I I if RJ Barrett goes to the Pelicans, I'll be really sad. <laughs> I, I do <laughs> wow. not want him on Zion's team again. Get this guy away from Zion. <laughs> Please. Wouldn't it be kind of crazy though that like the, the like boys uh they're on Duke and then like, yeah same team in the NBA that'd be cool I guess. that'd be but, nuts yeah but like yeah for our but for I don't want it <laughs> yeah. I like Lonzo I, I feel that I feel that yeah so I mean who's your favorite prospect outside of Zion in this draft um outside of Zion and Ja I'll I'll say it's mm-hmm. uh Jared Culver yeah Jared Culver yeah. yeah for me it would be Jared Culver um mainly because he's like that. He plays a two, three. He can shoot decently. His, I, his defensive IQ is is there. The most intriguing is Bull Bull, though. Like the most. Bull Bull is pretty intriguing. A lot of question marks around him, but also a lot yeah. of, uh, you know, hey, what's going mm-hmm. on over there? <laughs> Goga, you know that meme where Zion is like getting all these reporters talking to him, and yeah. there's that guy with no one talking to him, Goga. Oh that, yeah, 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 that guy's pretty good too. I think he's gonna be pretty good. I and, actually just and, saw that today. <laughs> yeah, Brandon Clark too on um, Auburn. That guy's gonna be good. Uh, DeAndre Hunter, I like him on Virginia. He's good. DeAndre Hunter, I think yeah. he's okay. Darius Garland, Darius Garland's good. I like him too. Um, yeah, very, I, a very top-heavy draft, don't you feel like? Yeah, but you never know, right? Because sometimes no, there's always the sleepers. Always, it's, sleepers yeah, like, it seems that way, and then boom, you get like two guys in the second round. Depends yeah. on the I, yeah, so write down Goga and Brandon Clark. I think those guys are gonna make some noise next year especially depending on where they go. But I think those guys have the tools. And it's just lately after watching the finals, I just, there's just so much emphasis for me on does this guy know how to play the right way? And does he work yeah. hard? Yeah. Like, can, can you see him on the court in the finals game? Exactly. I'm just seeing everything that way now. Like, like can I envision this guy playing five minutes on the NBA finals? It, it's a very high bar to reach, but I, I mean, I guess that, that's is. the goal, right? Yeah. But if I can envision a player like, Oh, if he just tweaks this and this, I know he knows how to play the right way. He can get on the court. Um, to me, that's that's a guy like Jared Culver. That's a guy like Brandon Clark. These guys, it, once they just you know shore up some of their rough edges, they can be players on contending teams, and that's All what right. you want. Really quick before we get out of here, mm-hmm. um, so if you're Daryl Morey right now, what do you do with CP3, and like what what's going on in the summer? What's yeah, going to happen? You got um, you got see. Uh, I don't know if all are bearing back. Not true, but you know. Uh, but you try to convince him to stay and get a third star. There's rumors about Jimmy Butler, um, and yeah, and just getting that third star. That would be a great fit. Um, yeah, I think play, good, plays fit. good defense. Um, mm-hmm. can take the load off of uh, Harden for a little bit. Yeah. Um, Montrez looks better than Clint Capella, which makes me sad. I love <laughs> Mon- I love Montrez. He had the rock. He had like those red tips at the braids too. They would match. They would have matched the Rockets. But yeah, you got to try to run it back. PJ Tucker is on an extremely uh, team friendly contract. You can move Capella and keep Gordon somehow and get get a third star. That's a that's a squad. Gordon was huge in the playoffs. He was better than Chris Paul overall, I think. Um, he was, better, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I think you try to run it back with Chris Paul though and James Harden. If the relationship can be salvaged, you know that's that's a team that can win the finals. I'm about to leave. Yeah. 
So for sure. Um, <clears throat> so before we get out of here, just really quick, where do you think these free agents are going? Yeah. All right. So Katie. Go on state. Go on state. Clay. Go on state. Kemba. Lakers. Lakers. Lakers, baby. Wow. Do you agree with all these so far or what? Um, honestly, I think Clay's gonna stay. I think Katie's gonna go. Ooh, I think he's gone. That's spicy. Um, the injury Harry. makes him more likely that he does stay, but uh, I have a feeling yeah. he's gonna he, he's gonna go. Yeah, cause he's gonna get Max somewhere. Kemba, I think he's gonna stay in Charlotte too. What? He's gotta go to the Lakers. No, oh, I know who you want. All right, what about D'Lo? D'Lo? Is it the return? I'm coming home. I'd be down for D'Lo. Yeah. Because we so, need a point guard. Do you think he's coming, though? I mean, if they get Kyrie, which I do think they are, then, yeah, there's a good chance. So Kyrie's would, going to the Nets. I would, yeah, I would like to see I Kyrie agree. and D'Lo play together, though, because I feel like Kyrie's uh, – or D'Lo's naturally a, a two. Yeah. And I feel like they would, they would work well together. But They would, but, you know, know, not going to happen. Yeah, I agree, though. Kyrie, Brooklyn, D'Lo, Lakers. <laughs> if not, Phoenix. Phoenix. Up with your boy, Devin. Phoenix, that'd be interesting. Finally, they like each other. Finally what about Jimmy, Jimmy Buckets, though? Jimmy Buckets, I think he's going to stay in Philly. At least Jimmy? he should. At least he should. Houston! But I think Houston. he stays in Philly, too. I think he's in Philly. That's and squad. there's reports of Al Horford wants out, too. He's out, apparently. He's, he's not going to come back. That's surprising. So where's he going? I think Dallas. Dallas, wow. Yes. Um, I would love to have Horford on Lakers. But he's but... not going to Lakers. <laughs> um, there was a... I heard like Mem- uh, Minnesota, Memphis. Just a, really? Al Horford could honestly go anywhere. I, feel I like say he, Dallas. I feel he's like he'd Dallas. fit. Well, he'd fit like yeah. pretty much anywhere. So. Yeah, he fits anywhere, and he's gonna make you a playoff team. He's a, he's a perfect like second or second and a half guy. <laughs> Two point five three. Third yeah. star. Yeah. Um, he's just a little too old, you know. But he's so smart, and he does all the right things, the little things. He busts his ass off. So yeah, he he's a guy like. He's a guy you could see on Game 7 yeah. of the Finals. <laughs> yeah, he's like, he's like another Marcus Gasol pretty much, except better. Yeah. All right, Nate, it was great talking yeah. to you. Um, NBA yeah. draft is tonight. Excited to yep. see what happens there. And free agency, there's still a lot of pieces to be moved. And we'll definitely yes. have another pod. Go. Yep. Run it back, baby. <laughs> All right, take care. Raptors, NBA champions. Shout out Canada. <laughs>